Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is Season 3, Episode 45. Going to close out Season 3 after today's episode. I, I do want to look back. It's been a little while since I've been on here, so I want to look back at women's basketball a little bit, men's basketball, a whole lot of football content today as well. And before I kick that off, I do want to mention, if you're a big Hawkeye football fan and you're looking for something to listen to while you're driving to work, walking the dog, getting a workout, whatever the case may be, go to Season 2, Episode 5 through 10, uh, and there's a recap of each season under Kirk Ferentz. I think each episode has about five seasons in there, and then there's a couple of other kind of more general football-type topics in that, in that section as well. So if you get a chance, check that out. Again, it's Season 2, Episodes 5 through 10. Go down memory lane a little bit and relive some of the great seasons under Kirk Ferentz. Some not so good seasons mixed in there as well, but man, some it's, it's fun to relive the the really fun games and the and the highlights over the last twenty years. Well, the first thing I want to talk about a little bit is women's basketball. I haven't had a chance to to chime in yet, and man, I really wanted that national championship for those. For those women, Lisa Bluter, Caitlin Clark, and then it just was kind of marred a little bit in my mind at the end when Angel Reese was pulling her shenanigans. Just something I have never seen in a competitive situation like that where a team is up by around 15 points with less than a minute left, the game is over, and instead of celebrating with her teammates, she's over in Caitlin Clark's face, making gestures and and pointing at her finger that, you know, I've got the ring and her, her mouth is going. Talking smack is one thing, and, and I, I've heard a lot of people say, well, anybody should be able to talk smack. I, I agree with that. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of talking smack, but it's going to happen all the time. It, it's, it's, it's just how it is. This was different, though. I mean, if you picture Kobe Bryant or LeBron James or Michael Jordan, picture MJ losing in a game seven and and John Stockton's over there in his face making gestures I mean he would have been punched so I don't know I I can't I've never seen this before I've never seen somebody in that situation act like that and it really rubbed me the wrong way but the most impressive thing was how Caitlin Clark handled that she just ignored Angel Reese she didn't even acknowledge it and then, and then at the end, she just said, no, I, she can do whatever she wants. I wasn't, didn't bother me. I wasn't offended. She took the high road and just went up several notches as far as how much I regard her. So I just thought that she did a great job. Um, I don't know how she ignored it, but she did. She did the right thing. She did the best thing she could have done. And she just came out looking so much better than Angel Reese, came out looking like an even better person. We already knew that she was, but but just amazing. You know, she's such a skilled player, but you can tell that off the court, she's about as good of a person as she is on the court. So that was a lot of fun to see. And and nothing to, to be ashamed about for Lisa Bluter and, and her team. LSU just got hot and hit three-pointers, and, and it just wasn't their day. But what a run it was, just a lot of fun. Um, and looking forward to seeing what they can do next year. They've got a couple of big pieces of the puzzle that are moving on, and 
and there's been some talk, will they get into the transfer portal? So it'll be interesting to see what happens there, but they're going to be really good again next year. So congratulations to them. All right, let's talk a little Iowa Hawkeye men's basketball now. And, you know, the season ended, it just was kind of a, ended with a thud, really. I mean, you think about losing to Nebraska in that last game, losing in the Big Ten tournament to Ohio State, um, really low-seeded team. And then losing the first round of the NCAA tournament, Auburn, not a bad team, but still just uh, uh, three losses to, to end that season. You know, a lot of good things you hear about what Hawkeye basketball is doing. Only 10 teams, I believe it was, have been to the NCAA t- tournament four years in a row. Iowa was one of those teams. Really, it would be five in a row for the Hawkeyes. They won 20 games in the COVID year where the tournament was canceled. So there's that type of consistency year in, year out of late, at least for the Hawkeyes, getting to the NCAA tournament. It's just... Fans are really hungry to get a win in the NCAA tournament. Not just one win, but getting through the first weekend, getting at least to the Sweet 16, that would be fun. And if you look at next year, I mean, this roster is really turning over. Chris Murray, gone. He's in the NBA. Uh, Hopefully he'll be a first-round draft pick. And huge production there, 20 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, steal a block. Um... Only knock on Murray from this past season is a little bit inconsistent. He he had some ups and downs. Um, his his three-point shooting wasn't as near as good as the prior year. He barely shot over 33%, so he was hitting just over a third of his three-pointers. And I think last year he was he was over 35%, I think. I can't remember exactly. But Philip Robracha, another one, huge production there, 14 points. Uh, seven and a half rebounds. Both of those guys could could dish from the post as well. Both of them averaging two assists per game. But, you know, back for the Hawkeyes, we've got Tony Perkins at guard, looking for big things from him. He had a, a an up-and-down season as well. He had some you know, really high points, uh, had some games where he struggled a little bit. His three-point shooting just not consistent enough. He's shooting right at 33%. Uh, but he does it all. You know, he rebounds for a 6'4 guard very well, averaging over four rebounds per game, almost three assists, and, and one and a half steals. He's, he can really defend, especially in the full court press. Peyton Sanford is going to be another big one. You know, he averaged 10 points, four rebounds, one and a half assists per game, coming off the bench. And you know, obviously, he had his ups and downs. He really struggled at the start of the, the Big Ten season. He shot just over 34% from three, 86% from the line. Really good free throw shooter. I think you're going to see him make a, a, you know some big strides going into his junior season. Patrick McCaffrey will be back. Uh, he averaged 22 minutes per game, almost 10 points, three and a half rebounds. You know, his season just kind of... It didn't go as planned, obviously. He had the mental health issues that he was tackling and had to address and sat out some games, missed some games. And when he came back, he had a couple of big games, but not quite as productive as we were used to him being. So really interested in in cheering for him and hoping that he can have a really good senior year. His brother's gone. Connor played a lot of minutes last year. He played 
more minutes, I think, than he had played since his sophomore year. And, and he was productive with six and a half points per game. He averaged four rebounds, almost four assists per game. Led the nation in assist to turnover ratio. So, you know, really good season by Connor McCaffrey. They're going to miss his leadership. And then transferring was Aaron Uless. Uh, it just announced that he is going to Nebraska. I thought he would be kind of getting out of the Big Ten, maybe getting to a, a conference that wasn't quite as challenging as the Big Ten. He did average 22 and a half minutes per game, six points, um, two assists, two rebounds per game. Again, he, he was a guy that just was really inconsistent, not a real good shooter from the outside. He shot about 32% from three. And, you know, if he got the ball and he had a set shot and he had time to aim, he could knock him down. Uh, but just really not consistent. He shot under 40% from the field as well. Um, didn't do a great job getting to the rim and finishing. So... I wasn't too surprised when Aaron Euless transferred. I thought he would have been a good player to come off the bench next year to help the Hawkeyes, or if he improved enough, I guess, you know, starting again. But I'm hoping that, that DeSante Bowen or Josh Dix really make that next step, uh, you know, big strides, I guess, uh, big strides going into their sophomore campaign, both average just over nine minutes per game both just averaging two or three points per game, but you could tell these kids can shoot the ball. DeSante Bowen can get to the rim. Uh, he has some skills that, that we've really been wanting to see in a point guard. Same with Josh Dix. He's a really good shooter. He shot 40% from three. Um, really looking forward to seeing what those two guys can do. Joshua Gundele, of course, he transferred. He's going to Middle Tennessee. The big fella just could not ever get in, in game shape. Um, for whatever reason. So he is moving on. Not a big loss there. He had some injuries last year. He was always a fan favorite, but you know, I, I think it's it's good to open up a, a scholarship and see if the Hawkeyes can can bring someone else in. Riley Mulvey is back. Uh, he's gonna be a junior next year. Man, you just really hope as a big six eleven guy that, that he'll be able to get some quality minutes going forward. And then the Hawkeyes went to the transfer portal and they got Ben Cricky out of Valparaiso the the beacon 6'9 235 he's he's from Canada from Alberta uh, he's played four seasons he averaged almost seven points his first year then up to 12 14 and then over 19 points last season and he averaged over 35 minutes a game shot over 55 percent from the field just 28% from three, so not a great outside or at least three-point shooter. Shot close to 80% from the free throw line. My biggest concern here, he, he did average about two assists per game, but my biggest concern is rebounding. He didn't quite, he was just under six rebounds per game, and the Hawkeyes need all kinds of help rebounding next year. So hopefully he'll get after the boards. We need a guy that can get about eight rebounds per game at that position especially with all the front court guys that the Hawkeyes have lost. And they've whiffed on a couple of, I shouldn't say whiffed, but just were unable to land guys. Uh, B.J. Mack, the, the most recent, I believe he ended up going to South Carolina, um, staying close to home, so you, you can understand that. But 
I've never seen anything official on it, but everybody was talking about Evan Bronze, former Iowa Sid prep kid, transferring from Belmont to the Hawkeyes. Now, there's rumor that he's just walking on for the Hawkeyes. Played, played with Patrick McCaffrey a lot in high school. He uh, averaged 21 minutes per game last year. He shot 58% from the field. He's not a three-point shooter. But he averaged over five rebounds and one and a half blocks per game, seven points, and you know he's a big fella. I'd, I'd like to see you know he's six nine, two forty, a guy that can come off the bench and provide some really good production off the bench. So I'm hoping that he is going to be a Hawkeye this year. And then the Hawkeyes continue to look at the transfer portal. There's a kid from North Dakota State now that the Hawkeyes are showing interest in. Uh, they've They've been after a lot of guys. Cricky's the only one they've gotten so far. I think they wanted one more big guy. And you look at the team, the the freshmen coming in, and I really like that group. You know, you, but I just don't know if freshmen are ready to to come right in and play in the Big Ten. That that's my biggest concern. Owen Freeman, I think, is going to be a really good player, but I'd like to see him just coming off the bench, getting a few minutes, uh, getting acclimated to the college game a little bit. Same with. Laji Dembele from Maryland. You know, I don't know that he's going to come in just ready to go. But I do think Price Sanford is going to play a lot as a true freshman. Hopefully able to knock down threes at a really high rate. And then Brock Harding. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing Brock Harding out there. I don't know how many minutes he'll get as a true freshman, but I think he's going to get some playing time. He's just a, a really good ball handler and, and passer and and, and now able to knock down threes with, with quite a bit of consistency. So it's going to be a, a fun group to watch. I just really hope they can land one more big guy um, out of the portal prior to next season. So really looking forward to seeing what they can do and watching those freshmen. It's going to be a, a fun freshman class to follow here. Well, now let's move on to football. There's just so much going on right now when it comes to Iowa Hawkeye football. First thing I want to talk about is NFL draft. The Hawkeyes had two first-round draft picks. Lucas Van Ness to the Packers at number 13 overall, and then Jack Campbell to the Detroit Lions. Two guys that I think are going to have just long careers in the NFL Really excellent players, so really happy for them. They're going to be making some money with those first-round signing bonuses, so that's exciting. And then Sam Laporta gets to join Jack Campbell with the Detroit Lions, fill in the hole that that T.J. Hawkinson left when when he transferred or he uh, transferred. So used to the transfer portal now, when he was traded to the Vikings this past season, and then we had Riley Moss going to the the Denver Broncos. Hopefully he'll be playing some cornerback this year. A lot of people keep trying to push him into a safety, but I, I really think cornerback is his more natural position and something that he, he excels at. Kayvon Merriweather didn't get drafted. That was a little bit disappointing, but he got to pick where he wants to go, and he ended up signing a free agent deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So hopefully that'll work out for him. He's another really good player and I think he could be a safety in the league for a lot of years so hopefully things will work out well for him and 
Let's talk a little bit about this season coming up for the Hawkeyes. I, it's been pretty amazing. You know, there's a lot of people that just didn't think this could happen, but the Hawkeyes are becoming transfer you. I mean, not really, even you look at how the other teams do it, but I'm really impressed with how many transfers the Hawkeyes are getting this year. Is that due to the Swarm uh, Collective? Is the Swarm Collective bringing these guys in? Are the coaches really going after it and really getting aggressive in the transfer portal? Are the players doing a great job of recruiting guys when they get to town? I think it's probably a mix of all three of those. And I think there's a lot of excitement on this team about what they could do next season, not only winning the West, but potentially winning the Big Ten. And that's because they keep bringing more and more pieces into this team, and the, the pieces are starting to stack up pretty well. You look at the defense, I didn't have any concerns. I, I did have one concern with the defense, and that was linebacker. That was addressed in the transfer portal with Nick Jackson, a guy that's very productive at linebacker, over 100 tackles each of the last couple seasons. So he's going to step right in and start at one of the linebacker positions. Jay Higgins, I believe, will be the other one. Maybe Carson Sherrar, uh, maybe Kyler Fisher, Zach Tweet. There's other guys... Uh, as well that could step up for that third position. But I feel pretty good at the linebacker position now. I'm not I'm not really concerned there. Defensive line, I was never concerned, even with Lucas Van Ness leaving. I mean, Joe Evans came back for a COVID year. Noah Shannon came back for a COVID year. So two solid players right there. Deontay Craig just continues to get better each year. Logan Lee is going to be a senior this year at, at the other tackle position and and Logan Lee's a great player and you look at their backups at end Max Llewellyn Ethan Herkett guys that that are are showing what they can do out there I mean we've seen Ethan Herkett make some big plays YA Black at tackle Aaron Graves at tackle as a true freshman Aaron Graves was getting into the backfield last year and they say that he's looking even better this year so there's several other guys I could list, other guys that have played and, and guys that I think are going to step up this year. So they're going to have a really solid rotation on that defensive line, keeping guys fresh, letting them come in and out, and, uh, and getting a breather whenever they need to. And then the defensive backfield, I mean, that Phil Parker will have these guys ready to go, as he always does, led by, of course, Cooper DeGene at, at cornerback. Xavier Wampa, strong safety. Jamari Harris, I believe, is going to be the other cornerback. Uh, he has some starts under his belt before he got hurt. Uh, looked really good in the bowl game two years ago against Kentucky where he had an interception. And then Quinn Schulte at free safety, just a guy that, you know, he's one of those guys that just seems like he's always in the right place at the right time. And you hear a lot of good things at strong safety. Uh, Cone Entringer, uh, a lot of good things about him. Deshaun Lee one of the quarterbacks, T.J. Hall. And it sounds like the Hawkeyes are still looking at the transfer portal more for a cornerback just to try to provide some additional depth at that category So, or at that position. So going to be interesting to see what they do there. Special teams, I mean, I'm jacked for special teams again this year with Torrey Taylor back, and how can you not be? But then you take that a step further, and Drew Stevens is back. As a true freshman, he had a really good season, so... 
excited about him. Aaron Blom seems like a good a good kicker as well if they need to use him at all. And then Cooper DeGene at punt return. That is pure excitement right there. Cooper DeGene uh, at punt return is is like something I've never seen before, or not since maybe Tim Dwight probably. I think uh, Tim Dwight was probably the best punt returner I've ever seen, and, and Cooper DeGene. I'd like to see him get some of those um, Tim Dwight-type returns this season. Let's see what, ha- what can happen. And then kick return, who knows, Caleb Johnson maybe, maybe Xavier Wampa, uh, a couple of the other running backs stepping up in that position. But let's go to the offense. That's where the big concerns are, and that's where the Hawkeyes are making a lot of updates through the transfer portal. And when I say updates, I mean upgrades. You look at Cade McNamara from Michigan at quarterback, expecting a lot out of him. And even the backup quarterback, Deacon Hill, he transferred from Wisconsin. And Kirk Ferentz was saying a lot of good things about him. And the Hawkeyes, of course, still have Joey Labas And then Marco Lainez, the true freshman, coming in to learn from those guys. At running back, Caleb Johnson, he had just an unbelievable true freshman year, so I can't wait to see him as a sophomore. LaShawn Williams uh, looks really good out there, and then Jazzy and Patterson got some run as well last year. I think he's going to be a guy maybe catching the football out of the backfield. Fullback, there's been some injuries, um, but after the spring game, it, or spring practice, I should say, it looks like it might be Hayden Large. He's a transfer from Dort College. He was a a really good prep player from Michigan before an injury, and he played at Dort and really productive as a tight end there. So a guy that we could see the Hawkeyes utilizing out of the backfield catching the football. And then wide receiver. This has been, you know, the wide receiver and offensive line, you know, those are interchangeable as far as why can't we get better at these positions? What is going on? And the Hawkeyes, through the transfer portal, Obviously going to develop the guys that they have as well, hopefully, and and make them much better. But I think the Hawkeyes are going to take a huge step forward in both of these categories next year. Start with wide receiver. We have the guys that we know. Nico Ragaini, uh, he's going to catch a lot of passes if he can stay healthy. He's injured right now. Deontay Vines is a guy that seems to have stepped up. He caught some passes late last season. We got back from an injury and Jacob Bostic is a guy that just, you know, he can't seem to get over the injuries. He was a, a freshman last year, redshirted. But the Hawkeyes have hit the transfer portal for Seth Anderson, a guy that I think is going to be uh, catching a lot of passes this year. Again, a guy that's been dinged up, so hopefully all these guys get healthy. And then Caleb Brown, the Hawkeyes, just got a wide receiver out of the transfer portal from Ohio State, and that is exciting. This guy was a very, very highly recruited player, and having the Hawkeyes get a guy like him with his kind of accolades that he had out of high school. Now, he didn't play much last year for Ohio State, but Ohio State also had the best wide receiver room in the nation last year, and I think he saw that again this year. You know, they have Marvin Harrison Jr., who, who can't go pro yet. So he's going to be behind these guys. Now he can come to Iowa and really shine as a wide receiver, catching passes from Cade McNamara. Hawkeyes have a few freshmen coming in as well. Can any of these guys step up? We will find out. Alex Moda, Dayton Howard, 
Jariot Bowie. So gonna be gonna be fun to watch now that there's a couple of new pieces on that wide receiver group. So offensive line is the next one. Last year was probably the worst offensive line I can remember the Hawkeyes having since I've been watching the Hawkeyes. And maybe there was another one in there. I don't know. Two years ago was bad as well. Um, but they had Tyler Linderbaum in the middle, at least, so that masked some of the problems that the Hawkeyes had. Mason Richmond is back at left tackle. Connor Colby at left guard. Logan Jones at center. Bo Stevens, uh, Jennings Dunker, right guard. And then who's going to be right tackle? Will it be Nick DeYoung? Will it be transfer Dejon Parker? Um, we're hoping that, that he's the guy that can step in and compete for playing time right away at that right tackle position where the Hawkeyes need some help. Also, Rusty Feth. He is a, a guy that's transferring into the Hawkeyes. He's going to be uh, on campus in late May. He's a multi-year starter at Miami of Ohio and hoping that he can step in as well as either a starter or a guy that's, that's getting a lot of playing time and pushing guys on that offensive line. So there's, there's a lot of guys that the Hawkeyes have now. They've got a couple of guys from the transfer portal. I was even hoping for another one. I just wanted them to really upgrade, but Kirk Ferentz has said a lot of good things about Logan Jones, and I'm hoping that Logan Jones, Connor Colby, Mason Richmond, these guys are going to really step up this coming season. Well, that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, and I appreciate you listening. I'm going to take some time off here for the summer. We've got some good weather going right now and uh, going to get outside and enjoy some of that. And then I'll start dreaming up some other podcasts to do between now and the start of the football season. I'm getting excited, as you can tell. Uh, the transfer portal is working in the Hawkeyes' favor right now, and hopefully that is going to translate to some big wins in the 2023-2024 campaign. Well, hope you're all doing well. Get outside, enjoy some of this nice weather, and go Hawks!